Plants capture CO2. What if we could help industrial plants capture it too? Think how we could lower emissions. More and more scientists think carbon capture is key to reducing CO2 emissions globally. It's one way ExxonMobil is helping industrial plants be more like plants. That's the unexpected energy of ExxonMobil. On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, NFL training camps are underway from coast to coast. All 32 teams have reported to work by now, and the work begins. And it starts Thursday night in Canton, Ohio, when the Atlanta Falcons play the Denver Broncos in the NFL Hall of Fame game. And with the Broncos in that game on Thursday night, the first preseason game of the NFL season, we decided to visit with a past and current Bronco who have excelled at the cornerback position. Joining us first will be the newest Hall of Fame inductee, Champ Bailey, who spent five seasons with Washington, ten seasons with Denver, went to 12 Pro Bowls, 12, tying him with Ken Houston for the most among defensive backs in NFL history. Champ Bailey was a three-time first-team All-Pro selection and a member of this year's 2019 Pro Football Hall of Fame class and a man he got to play with in Denver, a man who basically helped try to succeed him and replace him once he retired, Chris Harris Jr., the four-time Pro Bowl selection who mans one of those cornerback spots for the Broncos and will be counted on heavily as they turn to a new head coach, Vic Fangio, a defensive-minded head coach who's expected to elevate the play of this defense with Chris Harris in the defensive backfield. But first, on this week's Adam Schefter podcast, Champ Bailey joins us as he is in Canton, Ohio, getting ready for this week's induction ceremonies. And joining us now, the former Broncos outstanding cornerback, Champ Bailey. And Champ, very curious, what does it mean to you, and I hope you like the sounds of this, to be a pro football Hall of Famer? You know, I, people ask that question sometimes, and, you know, it's it, it's kind of mixed uh, about how to answer it, yeah. you know, because I hear a lot of guys say they didn't even think that they would get to that point. But, I mean, I, I always dreamed of being at that point, being a Hall of Famer. I knew uh, growing up I had the talent to do extraordinary things, but – you know, there, there's a lot of factors that go into play to enable you to get to this point. So I'm appreciative of the process, but this was always a dream of mine, and it's 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 overwhelmingly satisfactory to, to accomplish your dreams. You know, this is I don't know how I would feel that night because I I visualized myself being there as a kid, and now it's here. I mean, I don't even know what kind of emotion I'm gonna be overcome with, but you know, it's it's surreal. So how has the reality of it matched up to the dream of it that you once had? Well, yeah, I think it's going to hit when I put the jacket on. You know, when I see the bus and I'm standing around all those guys, that's the moment I'm looking forward to. You know, and I, like I said, I don't know what, what feeling is going to come over me, but, you know, all my idols would be in one room. I mean, it's amazing. Who who who's the one guy that you can't wait to meet? Who's a pro football hall of famer? Who you've never had the chance to get to talk to before? Uh, Barry Sanders. Um, he's a guy. Jim Brown. Never met those guys. Um, been a 
sort of in the same area as them, but never got a chance to get to them based off, you know, everybody else is trying to get to them. So those are, I mean, I was a running back growing up and, you know, I was passionate about it. So I obviously love Walter Payton and, and uh, Emmett Smith. And I've met Emmett, talked to him several times in the past. So, you know, it's not, it, it, those are my idols. And those are two guys I really look forward to meeting. How did you get from running back to cornerback? <laughs> well, if you ever – well, you, you see the size I am. I'm not your typical running back. And I was athletic enough to play corner. So I think it was just a natural thing. I was a very, a very good athlete, not that big. You know, I was prototype size for a corner. I mean, it just made sense. And, you know, there's not a lot of banging outside those numbers. A lot of, a lot of stress on the legs, but <laughs> – you know, it was good not to be in the trenches. It, it worked out okay for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now, great, great decision. <laughs> now, the trade from Washington to Denver, I want to relive this with you because okay. I don't know that you and I have ever actually spoken about this, and I don't know how much you do or don't know about it, but I remember when Clinton Portis had that monster game against the Kansas City Chiefs in December of 2003 where he ran for about 218 yards and five touchdowns in a game. Yep. And he put on the heavyweight belt. And I've had this conversation with Clinton, so it's not like um, I'm pulling this out of somewhere else and surprising him. He He's aware of this. Mm-hmm. I got called to Mike Shanahan's office, and Mike was a little disappointed with the way that Clinton acted that day with the belt. And he said to me, what do you think of the idea of trading Clinton in the offseason? And I said, whoa, whoa, because Clinton was so good. I said, wow. well, he goes, well, we, we could use some help on defense. And, and he's so good, Clinton, that we might be able to get something back. And I said, you know what? I think Washington might be in the market to trade Champ Bailey. And so the conversation started there. And we kept talking about it and talking about it and tracking it through the combine. And I knew that it was getting closer and closer. And I remember having the conversation with Mike, hey, you should float in there that Dallas is interested and maybe you get more. And, of course, when the trade is made, Denver gets back a second-round draft pick with Champ Bailey, you, for Clinton Portis, which a lot of people couldn't understand. And I think it was the threat of the Cowboys being interested in that deal at that time that perhaps enticed Washington. And so the trade goes through at that point, and you come to Denver, and it was such a shocking trade. Right before it happened, I knew it was on the verge of happening, but nobody would let me report anything, so I wrote a column that the Broncos should trade Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey. And I was flying back to Denver with Bobby Turner, the Broncos running backs coach at the time, and he picks up the Denver Post, and he looks at the headline, and he says, he sees this, the headline, Broncos should make this deal, and he says, where do you come up with this garbage from? And the next day, March 4th, 2004, trade becomes official, Champ Bailey in a second-round draft pick to Denver for Clinton Portis. <laughs> See, and i got to rephrase my speech now because I give Mike Shanahan all the credit. <laughs> it, was really, it was really you who pulled it off. Okay. No, 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 listen. Yeah, I like no, listen, uh, it, I think it was a, in fairness, you know, Mike had the idea of making a trade. Yeah. I, I think I was a contributor to the idea of it. Okay? <laughs> now... Listen, if you want to cite me right here, champ, you don't have to do it in the speech this week, okay? You could cite me right here as a contributor to the trade. You didn't, you didn't know any of that was happening? I had no idea how it came about. All I knew is I could have 
nullified the whole deal if I didn't like it because I could have just not signed the franchise tag, you know. So I, I don't, I, I don't know anything about how it came about. It's, it's funny that you bring that up because I only know what what was told to me, you know. And we never talked about it, as you said. So and Shanahan never brought it up. So I mean, I just thought I got lucky. And Clinton and I have talked about it subsequent. And I think other people have talked about it. Dominique Foxworth somehow talked about that. And I talked about it with him. And he wrote a story. And so that's some of the background. But it was percolating, literally began percolating the day after Clinton Portis ran for the five touchdowns and had a historic performance as a Bronco. And then it just continued going on and on during the offseason. And I knew it was going on and talking to Redskins people and Broncos people and seeing whether it could happen. But other Broncos people didn't know because, like I said, when Bobby Turner saw that column, he's like, man, where do, you, where do you get this garbage from? And like I said, the next day, trade, done, champ bailing. Now, I came out to the airport. Do you remember that? When you arrived in Denver to I, greet you? You probably don't even remember the, that. That's one thing I do remember. I remember you being at the airport, and I'm like, how does this guy know I'm here? I was like, then I, you know, I realized the relationship with you and Shanahan and the Broncos, and then, you know, it all took shape then, but I had no idea <laughs> why well, you were there, but, you know, it was. That was the out. backstory. And you know what? Ask Jack Real, because, again, I spoke to Jack yeah. quite a bit during that process, and he was aware, and I was aware, and, and you came to Denver and had a tremendous career there, 10 seasons with the Broncos after that huge right. trade in 2004. I mean, you look at what you did there, uh, 12 Pro Bowls in all, champ. Uh, led the NFL with 10 interceptions in 2006 after you came to Denver. When you look back on your career, is there something that gives you the most pride? Being able to do it for as long as I did. Because yeah. at, at one point, I always thought that I would move safety or I would start losing it. But I think uh, I, was, I was just really proud of myself how I kept finding ways to get better you know, and just get better and build other areas of my game, better at film study, better at understanding fronts and, you know, understanding offensive schemes. And that that's just what I'm most proud of is that I was able to sustain a high level of, you know, performance, but at the same time gain the knowledge in order to propel me to 10-plus years. You know, it's not all physical. It's so mental. And, I mean, it's just not one thing that stands out. I mean, the three picks – the youngest to ever do that. I, mean, I, could, I could name a few things. The interception in the playoffs against the Patriots. There's a lot of big moments, but the body of it is really what impresses me the most. Who was the toughest receiver that you had to cover during the course of your career, champ? Well, as you know, I probably get this question a lot. So, And, and I always tell people, you know, I always think about the forgotten guys, you know, the Jimmy Smith, uh, the Eric Mould. Uh, man, I could go on and on. Uh, Joey Galloway's, I mean, Terry Glenn's. These guys were great receivers. But what really separated, and I always go to Marvin Harrison as the toughest because he had Peyton. Marvin was good, don't get me wrong. But, man, Marvin plus Peyton, (laughs) I mean, it was a nightmare. So I I was able to keep him out of the end zone for the most part. But this dude was, was, he was hell to deal with because Peyton was so accurate. He never gave me a chance to touch the ball. So that's always my pick. Hmm. And who is the current cornerback that you like to watch today in the NFL and who you admire? Ooh. Well, Chris Harris, I mean, I'm a little biased there, but I, I think his play speaks for itself. I mean, that's my guy. I mean, he, he he's such a technician, smart as hell. 
love his game. But, you know, guys that, you know, catch my attention around the league, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, uh, Stephon Gilmore. I mean, these guys are good. And, you know, I love watching them play. The game's changed a lot, but, you know, they still get out there and play man-to-man. They're big corners, and I love big corners. Hmm. And you still watch these guys religiously and what they're doing and how their technique is operating and those sorts of things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to watch as much as I can and really see what the the objectives are for the week. You know, like, is this guy matching up? Uh, is he, you know, is he playing a lot of bump? Is he playing back? So I'll try to pay attention as much as I can. I'm, I, as, as years go on and on, I, I watch little, a little less and a little less every year. But, you know, for the most part, I, you know, I watch the great ones. What takes up most of your time in retirement from the NFL champ? Well, business. You know, I've started a few things, you know, with uh, my brothers and business partners. Uh, we did an event last month called GAIN, uh, Global Athlete Investor Network. So we're we're investing, but I think the most important thing is those guys that are walking the path I'm walking now. What I what I realize is when I retired, you cannot be prepared enough for retirement. I don't care what you're trying to do after football. So it's better to educate yourself while you're in the game. And I think the more they learn about their money, you know what the opportunities are, and how much power they really have in the corporate world then you can maximize your opportunities while you're playing and after the game. So those are the type of things we're doing. I mean, I'm passionate about that because I'm always trying to give back to the next guys coming along that same path. And anyone gravitate towards me, I mean, I try to make it beneficial for them. So what message would you have for these young guys? When you talk to these young guys, what do you tell them along the lines of what you just mentioned? Well, the simplest advice I can give them is listen to somebody that's done it before you and really has no benefit to make sure that you Make as much as you can and save and invest the way you should, you know. I think uh, a lot of guys listen to people, but they might be listening to the wrong people. There's always somebody in your pockets. So it's really that knowledge and, and, and really having the gut to just make the right decisions because, for one, one about football players, we, we love being guided and told what to do and how to do it, you know, the structure of it, you know, we're always looking for a coach or somebody to tell us where to be. But when you're done, all that stuff goes away. Now you're on your own. And you got to be able to make those decisions on your own. So educating yourself is most important. Well, Champ, thanks very much for the time today. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame career that you had. Uh, you can expunge me from the speech uh, in can. No need to mention me, but I do want you to know that I did have a small minor role in you coming to Denver. <laughs> Well, I'm going to give you way more credit than, than I thought you deserved, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that you called in today to join the Adam Schefter podcast is enough gratification for me, and I thank you for the time, and I appreciate the honor of getting to cover you while you did play in Denver. I appreciate it, man. Always good. Thank you, champ. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. 
ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Joining us now, the four-time Pro Bowl selection, the current Broncos cornerback, Chris Harrison. I thought it was very timely to get you on this week, Chris. Denver kicks off the preseason against Atlanta at the same time that Champ Bailey is going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And you'd be curious to know, Chris, we had Champ on before you, and I asked him a very basic, non-leading question about what about which cornerback is his favorite cornerback in the game today. Let's take a listen to what he said there, Chris. Well, Chris Harris, I mean, I'm a little biased there, but I, I think his play speaks for itself. I mean, that's my guy. I mean, he, he, he's such a technician, smart as hell, love his game. So what does that mean to you that we've got a guy going into the Hall of Fame who says you're the cornerback that he likes to watch? Oh, that means a lot, man. That means I just got to continue to uh, carry my standard out there on the field and and continue to uh, ball for him out there. And it's going to be an amazing feeling for him to go in that Hall of Fame Thursday. Can't wait. Are you going to get to go to the ceremony and watch him go in there, Chris? Yeah, we get to actually go. So it's going to be fun to experience that. And, uh, uh, get to see all that goes on. So it's my first time going down there. Never been to Canton before, huh? Nah. So I'm excited. I'm ready to see it. And what does it mean to you that the Broncos owner, Pat Bowen, is also going in? How how emotional will that be? Yeah, Uh, I think that will be very emotional. I mean, uh, well, I I was uh, fortunate enough to to see him my rookie year and see him uh, how involved he was with the team. He was at every practice. Uh, He met every morning with the trainers to see how guys were doing. And he was just one of those guys that were very involved with the team, so – um, to see him pass is definitely sad, for sure. Now, back to Champ for just a moment. Uh, he played the latter part of his career in Denver. You guys got to play yeah. some together, correct? Oh, yeah. We got to play about three years together. And, and what, was, was, what was that like playing with Champ Bailey for those three years, and what did you learn from him? Yeah. Uh, just his learning, uh, learning different techniques and uh different ways how he covered guys and his competitive nature. Every game he was always uh, very competitive, uh, always had great preparation, and that really just um, helped me out uh, going into my career. Now, Chris, you went to Kansas University, played 50 games there. You were named the KU Defensive Back of the Year as a senior. How does a guy who gets named the Defensive Back of the Year at KU go as an undrafted free agent forced to sign with the Denver Broncos in July of 2011? I think they just missed me. I had started every game in college, and uh, I had played multiple positions in college, so I guess uh, people didn't know where to stick me at, but uh, it worked out for the better, man. How long did it take you to realize that you belonged at the NFL level? Because when you come in, I'm sure there's got to be some uncertainty and some anxiety initially. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, uh my first couple of weeks in practice, man, Champ and Brian Dawkins, they just kept giving me so much encouragement to 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 continue to keep getting better. And they were telling me that they were going to need me during the season. And once the season came, uh, they knew I was ready, and they they trusted me to go out there and play on the field with them boys. 
and there aren't too many people who get to step into a lineup as an undrafted free agent and get to go play straight with two Hall of Famers, Champ Bailey and Brian Dawkins. Were you able to learn an awful lot from Brian as well? Oh, yeah, just studying and preparing for the game, but then just how violent he plays. He always <laughs> has a violent nature on the field. And I try to keep that same mentality, too. So, Chris, there are a lot of undrafted free agents going to camp this summer. What would be your message to them as they try to make rosters and try to make a mark much like you've made during the course of your career in Denver? Yeah. I would say special teams. you got to make the team on special teams at first, and that's how I made my name for myself. And then hopefully that carries on to being able to play on the defensive side or the offensive side. But I would tell those undrafted guys, make a name for yourself on special teams first, and that's the way to secure the team. So as you've gone about your NFL career here, again, starting out in 2011, who's been the toughest wide receiver for you to cover in the league, Chris? Man, I've had tough matchups with A.B., tough matchups with uh, Julio Jones. and So I would say those two guys have definitely been the uh, two best receivers I've faced in the league. And now you got A.B. in your division, so what does that mean to you? Yeah. Oh, it's just going to be great battles every week. I mean, I've already had great rivalries with Tyreek Hill and um, and Keenan Allen. It was Amari Cooper and Crabtree, but now we can just add A.B. into it. So we've always had tough battles in the AFC West, so it just adds another one. I guess if you're playing cornerback in the AFC West and you've got to face Antonio Brown one week and Tyreek Hill another week and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams another week, there can't be many divisions that have a tougher four uh, trio of wide receivers than the ones that you will go up against on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been like that for years in the AFC West. So it's just something I'm used to. We've always had a hard schedule, and uh, uh, the best players are always rise to the top. We bring up the division and we bring up the Chargers. What is it about playing against Phillip Rivers that seems to bring out the best in you? You've got four career interceptions versus Phillip Rivers, the most of any quarterback you've gone against. What is it about him that gets you fired up there, Chris? Yeah. I think he, he challenges me a lot more. I don't, I don't think he comes into the game and he's like, I'm shy away from throwing at 25, but he just wants to continue to play his game, play and stay aggressive and, he just allows me to make a lot of plays on him. Now, you've been in camp here for a little over a week. What has been the biggest difference to you in this Broncos team compared to what you've been on some of these teams in the past? I would say Fangio, man. He's done, he's done an excellent job coaching us and um, and uh, explaining everything on defense exactly how he wants, trying to stop the things that we struggled at last year with the penalties and big plays and, and offense-wise not getting big plays. So we're just really trying to uh, eliminate those issues of what what failed us last year. He's been impressive so far, Vic Fangio, your new head coach, Chris? Oh, yeah, he's definitely been impressive. I mean, he's very well coached. He coaches everybody up the same. Everybody's accountable, and uh, you got to love that. Uh, um, He's going to give us all opportunities to make plays, and that's all you can ask from your coach. Now, Thursday night, August 1st, you kick off the preseason here against the Atlanta Falcons. It's not a game that you or many of the veterans, I'm sure, will play much, if any, in. But give me an idea of some guys on this roster, this Broncos roster, that you think could show up that night and stand out. Yeah. I think uh, number 15, Winfrey, he's a rookie. He's He's been playing, uh, having a great camp uh, for us. So hopefully... Uh, he can go out there and, and showcase a uh, reason why he should have a chance to have a big role this year. 
It's funny that you bring up Juwan Winfrey. He's a undrafted free agent, or he's a excuse me, he's a sixth round draft pick out of Colorado. He and Philip Lindsay have the same agent, and I remember before the draft calling that agent, Mike McCartney, saying, "You've got another Philip Lindsay this year," and he said, "Yeah." Juwan Winfrey, wide receiver, six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds, Colorado, and sure enough, the Broncos go out and use a six round draft pick on him. And he's come in, and he's already caught your attention. So you think that that's a guy that can make a mark on this team this season, Chris? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think he's strong enough. Uh, that's what day I look at the receivers when I press them is how strong they are. And he's strong off the line. He has great hands. So as long as he keeps, keeps it up and doesn't hit that rookie wall, he should have a special year. Hey, Chris, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Lots of luck Thursday night in Canton, and enjoy the season ahead. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. And so there he is, the Broncos' four-time Pro Bowl cornerback, Chris Harris, with his 19 career interceptions, seven straight seasons, with at least two interceptions, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. Quite a career for an undrafted free agent out of Kansas, guy from Bixby, Oklahoma, who's really made a mark for himself in Denver and in the NFL. And a special thanks to Champ Bailey, who will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this week. Played his first five seasons with the Redskins, his final ten seasons with the Broncos before he was dealt to Denver for Clinton Portis. Champ Bailey became the youngest player in NFL history with three interceptions in a game when he did that at 21 years old. Back in 1999, 12-time Pro Bowl selection tied with Hall of Famer Kenny Houston for the most among defensive backs in NFL history. Think about that, 12 Pro Bowls. Pretty incredible career for Champ Bailey. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. We'll be back again next week with all camps in full bloom and training camps raging across the country. Thanks for listening this week, everybody.